Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory from the Relevant Radio app. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. We have a Dr. Father in the house today. You might wonder, what's Dr. Father? Well, he has his doctorate in sociology, and he's a Catholic priest. I'll share more with you in just a moment, but we're diving into a CD topic, and that is therapy to reduce same-sex attraction. Does it reduce same-sex attraction? And here's the other question. Does it reduce suicide? We see 27 states have banned so-called conversion therapy. And what's, what's the truth here? What needs to be discussed? There's actually a different take on it that I hope you'll stick around here, whether you agree, disagree with whatever your position is in favor of or against what the church teaches on same-sex attraction. We'll discuss that in just a moment here on Trending. Also, historic news today. Jennifer Crumley's the mother of the 15-year-old boy who killed four classmates and shot seven others in the Oxford High School massacre in 2021 in Michigan. She was found guilty today of involuntary manslaughter. This is the first time that a parent of a mass murderer has been held on trial and the first time that we have also seen uh, in this case, uh, she being found guilty of manslaughter. So we'll discuss that in light of our role as parents, especially in a culture where the mental health crisis is so pressing, not just for people across the board of society, but especially for our kids. How do we meet their needs? Can we meet their needs? What role does God play in us being called by, as the church says, being the primary educators of children? Also, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake seem to be possibly duking it out uh, publicly without naming each other in non-public apologies and social media posts. And it lends the question to the issue of abortion that has been in the news since the fall with the news that Justin pressured, allegedly, Britney Spears to have an abortion. So stay with me more on that in just a bit. But let's kick off this hour praying for an end to abortion in the United States and for our needs to be met during this pledge drive. Because we're here, we have a need of 50 people this hour to step forward and support the work of trending here on Relevant Radio and all of our programs. So I'm praying for 50 people to give and to give generously today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly into thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother with word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Joining me today on Trending is Dr. Father. He has a doctorate in sociology, Father Paul Solens. He is a senior researcher associate at the Ruth Institute. And I love the work they're doing because it's helping us set the record straight on what's happening in the culture as relates our faith and seedy topics such as same-sex attraction. You may have followed in the news as various countries and also 27 of the states here in the United States have banned therapy. Therapy that gives choices to people 
for the type of therapy they want. They call it, quote, conversion therapy. Maybe you've heard about it. It's a blanket term with no actual definition. Uh, We'll get a little bit into that in a bit, but here's the deal. We have seen that states and countries around the world have been banning therapy that allows people to choose the type of therapy and the type of healing they are looking for. And the basis for banning so-called conversion therapy has been the argument that it, it leads people to commit suicide. But here's what's interesting. The truth is, and this is what Dr. Father Paul Sullins and his work as a sociologist has published, that the data has not been accurate, trying to claim that people who receive therapy to alter or reduce their same-sex attraction, that actually they find good results and it's actually a decrease in suicide. So joining me now is Dr. Father Paul Sullins, a sociologist. Welcome back to Trending, Father. Happy to be with you tonight, Timory. The argument for years has been that therapy to reduce same-sex attraction is harmful. Can you set the record straight with your research and debunk some of the many lies that are there in mainstream media and even many of our laws, both stateside and internationally? Sure. Uh, The first study that used uh, random sample data to try to show that um, persons with same-sex attraction that went to therapy to change uh, to become more heterosexual in one way or another, um, ended up uh, committing suicide more often. Actually, it didn't show that they commit suicide more often. It showed that they attempt suicide more often and think about suicide more often, which are really two, uh, two different things. Um, but that study came out in 2020 um, after over a decade of claims that uh, going to conversion therapy was harmful, would somehow uh, warp a person's psyche. Uh, and so that study, uh, after it was published, I reanalyzed the data that they looked at, and I found a huge mistake in it. And that is that they included in their measure of uh, suicide harm, all of the suicidality that persons had engaged in before they went to the therapy. Um, Now, if you're going to look at what therapy causes someone to do, you can't look at what they do before. You have to look at what they do after. But they lumped it all together and said, look, these people are much more suicidal. But when I separated those two out, I found out it was just the opposite, that most of the suicidal uh, expressions that people engaged in, they did before they went to the therapy. And then after they went to the therapy, it was much less. Mm. For instance, 65%, that's uh, two-thirds almost of the thinking about suicide that people underwent, they did before they went to the uh, therapy. Uh, And so afterwards, they did much less. Uh, They were no different in the long run than persons who had not been to the therapy at all. So the the myth, I guess I'd say, that um, going to this therapy is going to make someone come out more suicidal is, is just false. It's one of the, we would call, lies of the sexual revolution. and um, there's another mistake uh, in this research, uh, um, oh, not just this particular study, but other studies. And that is, in order to find out how effective the therapy was, they interviewed a random sample of LGB persons. Well, what's wrong with that? You're, you're trying to evaluate a therapy that helps people to change Mm -hmm. their sexual orientation. If you only look at LGBT persons, you're excluding anybody who might have changed. And so it's kind of almost comical. We have these studies that show, well, it uh, it doesn't work. 
and it makes people more suicidal. But they're cooking the uh, false conclusions into the research before they even do it. A couple of my dearest friends have two of them in particular, both experienced same-sex attraction and mm -hmm. even lived a little bit of that lifestyle for a period of time, one of whom I know received therapy for years and therapy that helped with decreasing <laughs> his same-sex attraction, and he dates women. And, it, mm -hmm. again, completely transparent, but what is interesting, and he's a huge advocate, among others, of the truth and the reality that we have our Catholic faith that is so fundamental uh, to who we are. Mm -hmm. If you live your Catholic faith, you wear it on your sleeve, and we believe that we have intellect and free will as human beings, which means we have the free will to pursue and to pursue the good, to pursue how the body functions and how God made it, and that even when we're tempted to particular things, that doesn't mean we have to act on them. And so it's always crazy to me, Father, to think that there's this huge uh, governmental push to make it illegal to have a freedom of choice when it comes to therapy that can help you in exercising your free will. Yes. I, now, in, a, in the United States, we have this principle of religious freedom and of free speech that, that limits in some ways the ability to ban therapy of this nature. That's not true in other parts of the world. Uh, and so uh, it's, a, it's a bigger problem, you might say, in, in those settings. Um, the, the one uh, problem that comes in in that debate is that those on the other side claim that being LGBT is part of their identity and they have a right not to have that changed. And so if you come in and uh, advocate for therapy, uh, they'll claim that you're violating their rights and that trumps your religious freedom, your religious conviction. And so we've seen that time and again where uh, they say that uh, just because you have a religious doctrine that opposes the way I'm living, it doesn't give you the right to come in and um, uh, kind of uh, uh, contradict uh, uh, what I'm saying. So we think that it's freedom for someone to seek therapy uh, that might uh, change an unwanted same-sex attraction. But for them, it's uh, you're trying to uh, rip that person out of who they are and to do harm to them. It is interesting, though, because I've talked to a lot of the therapists who work with people who experience same-sex attraction, and one type uh -huh. of therapy is reintegrative therapy. And I right. am always fascinated by re reintegrative therapy because they don't directly address, okay, you're you are uh, attracted to people of the same sex. They actually go in and do deep therapeutic work, which every good psychologist and therapist should do, to mm -hmm. dive into the childhood, to dive into the experiences and the traumas, the OCD, the impact of abuse, and right. all of these things have an influence, unfortunately, on how we live out our relationships with others and even our sexual relationships as well. So reintegrative therapy right. is fascinating to see and to see that it actually doesn't even necessarily directly address a same-sex attraction, but the byproduct is that sexuality can shift the wound of sexuality when these other wounds are healed. Right. Reintegrative therapy won't even uh, take a client who, has, who wants to change their same-sex attraction uh, they take a, they take persons who want to um, solve their therapy and realize that that might change their same-sex attraction and, and often does. 
in my research, um, looking at samples of persons who've undergone this kind of therapy, um, uh, about 60% are able to change in the direction of heterosexual attractions. So if on a scale of one to 10, you had a, a high level, a 10 of same-sex attraction, after the therapy, it, it might be down to a seven or a six, and they've been able to move in the direction of heterosexual attraction. That's about 60%, about 14% in my research were able to change completely. So they've moved from completely from same-sex attraction to uh, opposite-sex attraction. So people can change, but it's not everyone can. And um, it, complete change, uh, we might say full remission of unwanted same-sex attraction is something that doesn't happen to most people in this therapy. <laughs> but okay, if someone struggles with a sin, a bad habit, who doesn't on occasion, if you're struggling, let's say you struggle with being a thief and you tend to just steal things and you go to the grocery store, it's there in the back of your mind. It's something you've done. It was a repeat habit. You probably think about it from time to time, but you still have the choice. And I think that's what's so key in this whole conversation. That's sociologist Dr. Father Paul Sullins. You can find him at the Ruth Institute. That's ruthinstitute.org. I'll be right back with him him to talk about how same-sex attraction reduction works with therapy in just a moment. Up next is Father Rocky. Hi, Father Rocky here. Winter Pledge Drive is underway, and we've got matching funds this hour so your gift gets doubled. Please help us with our operating costs by making a tax-deductible donation at relentradio.com or on the app or by calling 877-291-0123. We have a special gift for you. If you can give it the $50 month level, it's an ornate walnut wall crucifix. This wall crucifix has a solid brass inlay and a gold finished corpus on it. It also comes in a gift box, just in case you'd like to give it to someone special. This pledge drive, we ask you to imitate our Lord by giving from the heart, just as he did for all of us. Give it the $50 a month level for the beautiful wall crucifix at relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or give us a call at 877-291-0123. Your gift this hour is matched dollar for dollar. Please give from the heart to Relevant Radio. I'm very excited to share with you about this book, The Ave Guide to the Scriptural Rosary, it came in mm. a couple months ago in the mail. Kale, Kale Clark's joining me, by the way, here on Trending with Tim Ray. It's such a fun hey. time to hang out with you, Kale. Sure is. And I don't know if you've prayed the rosary with this book yet, but I love scriptural meditations for the rosary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll just take yep. out my Bible and be sifting through as I'm praying my Hail Marys. But this one yeah. is Excellent. It has beautiful imagery. In fact, my three-year-old has been willing to sit next to me during my rosary and look at the pretty pictures as I try to pray the rosary and read the scriptures at the same time. It's a hardbound, beautiful blue of Our Lady. And the news is, is that if you can give just a dollar a day, that's $365. We took a dollar off because it is a leap year. We have an extra day in the year. <laughs> uh, we took a dollar off. If you can give us a donation of a dollar a day at $365, this book is yours. You can make it in monthly installments. It doesn't have to be all at once, but I'm asking you to give generously to the work we're doing. And this book truly will transform your prayer life. If you don't already pray the rosary, you will begin and you'll know 
where your mind should be as you pray each decade. And if you do pray your rosary daily, this is a great way to slow down and stop the rut that you might be struggling with. I know Mm. I really struggle with my rosary kale to just stay focused and Mm -hmm. attentive. And I find far greater growth when I pray my rosary when I am actually really meditating upon these mysteries. And that's what this book does. So we need 50 people to step forward this hour. And I would love all 50 of you to receive this beautiful book to help pray the rosary. 877-291-0123 is the number to call if you want that beautiful book on the scriptural rosary. You can also go to relevantradio.com, the relevant radio app. You can see a little image of the cover of the book, plus our other pledge drive premiums that we're offering at different giving levels. And Timory, I got to tell you, I, I, I love this as well because Recently on the Faith Explained show, we delved into the rosary in Scripture, kind of did a deep dive. People need to understand the rosary is biblical, and some of these verses can really help us to pray it better. 877-291-0123, the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. And also, as Father mentioned just a moment ago, you can also get this lovely wall crucifix if you come in at that $50 a month level. But we're really looking for you just to say, hey, a dollar a day, and I want to help today. 877-291-0123, relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app. Support Trending with Timory. Shout out to Raymond, Beverly, Victoria, and Jackie. Thank you for stepping up. We need 36 people in the next 40 minutes. I hope you're next. I'd love for you to have this rosary book. Relevantradio.com is the easiest way to give. We're talking about what you're thinking about. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Sociologist and priest, Dr. Father Paul Sullins, is joining me today on Trending. And we've been debunking with his impeccable research that he's done there at the Ruth Institute. You can find them online, ruthinstitute.org. They have excellent resources and some of the hardest issues today from same-sex attraction, transgenderism, abortion, divorce, you name it. And Father, your research, as we were mentioning a little earlier, has helped to set the record straight that when people try to claim that someone who has same-sex attraction goes to therapy to try and reduce that attraction, uh, that the lie has been debunked, that it doesn't increase suicide if you try to help someone who doesn't want their same-sex attraction, who's looking to reduce it. Suicide is not the result of therapy. Now, one of the other questions is, well, does therapy to reduce same-sex attraction work? And I'd love to hear in your research, which is very, very extensive, a little bit about the fruit of therapy for people who are experiencing same-sex attraction and want to decrease it. Sure. Uh, So when we talk about sexual orientation, we talk about three modalities. Uh, We've talked already about attraction, who you want to have sex with in terms of men or women. But there's also behavior, who you actually do have sex with. And then there's identification, what you call yourself. And so these are the three dimensions of sexual orientation. Uh, And I've said that people can change, about 14% of people can completely change their attraction from uh, same sex to opposite sex. Identification, it's also about 14% uh, can change that uh, through therapy. Uh, For behavior, it's even better. Over a quarter of people uh, can change their behavior. 
And those changes are not necessarily uh, concordant with one another. So somebody could retain uh, internally attraction to persons of the same sex, but actually engage in heterosexual sex and have a, even a long-lasting heterosexual relationship. So a lot of the persons who seek out therapy for same-sex attraction uh, do so because they, they're in a heterosexual relationship, usually a marriage, that they really treasure and value and they want to make that work. And they may reduce and not completely eliminate their um, same-sex attractions, but they have enough opposite-sex attraction that they're able to function in, in that marriage in a way that's mutually satisfying to them. So I've mentioned the number one of the two top reasons that people go to such therapy. One is that they they're in a marriage that they want to make work, but the other one is that they have strong religious convictions that uh, right. make for them uh, living a homosexual lifestyle uh, not attractive, uh, in in some ways impossible, um, and uh, and and so that's about how successful. Um, it can be uh, to undergo this therapy. Persons who are motivated uh, by a marriage or by their religious faith often can find success mm -hmm. through this kind of therapy, maybe not immediately and maybe uh, going through other things, uh, but nonetheless, they do find success. Now, one of the conflicts that comes is that most of the persons who are successful at this therapy or who seek it out and undergo it are religious and do so in religious settings. And most of the scholars who study it are very much non-religious. In fact, I would say they're hostile to religion. And so they see this as uh, something uh, hostile to that person's uh, well-being, uh, mm. that somehow a religious uh, idea is, is um, twisting mm -hmm. who that person really is. Because remember, they think that if you are same-sex attracted, that's an ontological identity for you. That's who you are. I hear this all the time when I, we talk about, I'll Even talk with someone about, oh, well, it's, this person still retains some same-sex attraction, but they're living in a heterosexual marriage. And so they say, well, they're denying who they are, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because they, they don't want to, they don't want to act out on these other uh, attractions. The reality yet, is secular actually- Secular scientists have proven the born gay theory is an absolute myth. It's unfounded. We've discussed it <laughs> here on Trending. I mean, even mainstream media has had to publish the data on that. Right. You're taking the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. You, you're, you're on the point, Timory. Good for you. Um, but another thing that secular science discovered in the same studies that showed that uh, you're not born that way uh, showed that same-sex attraction is not exclusive uh, to uh, opposite-sex attraction. Right. That pers most persons have both, mm -hmm. uh, and they're not necessarily concordant with one another. So you could have high same-sex attraction and at the same time, high opposite-sex attraction. Right. Uh, and the reality is that there are very few people that are so same-sex attracted um, that it's somehow uh, obsessive to them that they cannot ever function with opposite sex attraction. The, right. the best and proof of this, I think, are the children who are raised by same sex parents, because yes. the majority of those children are the biological child of one of those parents that yes. come in from a former relationship. So you have to know that 
about half of the parents raising children in same-sex relationships have been able to conceive a child in a an opposite-sex setting. So be able to have some opposite-sex mm-hmm. attraction. And you can actually learn a little bit more about that topic. A link, we'll post a link to an episode where Father Paul Solins, who's a sociologist, PhD, uh, talks about same-sex parenting and the sociology of it. But also not everyone who experiences same-sex attraction goes to therapy. I have a friend, she's in her 40s. She has zero attraction to people of the same sex today, and she's a faithful daughter of the church. So there are lots of resources. We're including them in the episode notes, including to the Ruth Institute. Dr. Father Paul Solins here with me on Trending. Thank you for joining me. And it has been a great conversation setting the record straight joining me now is kill clark here on relevant radio and we are asking you to support the work we're doing i know these are tough topics and more is to come things that need to be discussed a take on what's happening in the culture and let's be frank whether it's same-sex attraction or it's the latest news, a historic news, that the first parent ever to be put to trial over the death of their child, I and mean, we'll talk about that later, mm. or sorry, the the mass murder, um, that she's first one. We'll talk about her later, but yeah, it dives into these issues of parenting, Kayla. It dives into these topics of, I think, that are really hard to hear in the news sometimes, but giving this positive perspective that there's hope and that with God, all things are possible. And we need to be able to navigate what we're hearing out there in the world, but also convert it into our own home and relationships to navigate these difficult issues. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to support Timory's work on trending as she does exactly that, not being afraid to tackle these very controversial topics on Relevant Radio, call 877-291-0123. Get from the heart. It's our February pledge drive. We only do this four times a year. Other organizations do it all year round. We want to focus mostly on our content, but understand that we want to keep it free for everybody all the time. And the only way we can do that is if our precious partners, you guys, give from the heart. 877-291-0123. Go to the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. And you can check out all of our pledge drive premiums. I know that Timory really wants to highlight the book that you can get at the dollar-a-day giving level on the Scriptural Rosary. It is incredibly beautiful. There's no doubt about that. And we have a lot of donors who have done exactly that. They've come in at that 100 and... No, it's not 100. It's 365. It's been a long day. We're not even halfway through the pledge drive. But uh, a great donation just came in from... Pahonix, just kidding, it's Phoenix, and uh, <laughs> Timory's got fans all over the country, even in fictional towns. Give from the heart, 877-291-0123, relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app. And by the way, for the last half hour here on Trending, your gift will be doubled 100%. This will not be available tomorrow. So if you want to double your impact for Relevant Radio, give right now. Maybe there's somebody out there who can make a $10,000 donation. It can become 20,000 by calling 877-291-0123 Timory. And thank you to an anonymous donor in San Diego, California who just gave $1,000. Wow. We are so grateful. That gift is double to be 2000 Yes, praise the Lord. Patricia, Rich, Kathleen, and Jamie all just gave. So that means we need 29 people in the next 30 minutes to give. That's one a minute. Don't wait and say who gives. Don't wait till the last minute. Give now. RelevantRadio.com Listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome back to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. 
You're listening to Trending with Timory. It's great to be with you. If you'd like to support the work we're doing here at Relevant Radio, we need about 27 people to step forward in the next half hour. So if you can support the work we're doing, you can give online, relevantradio.com. Tap the banner. If you're listening, why wait? Don't say why me. Don't say how about someone else. Don't wait till the end of the hour. Give now, and I'm asking you to give generously. If you want to give the old-fashioned way and not online, the phone number is 877-291-0123. Bit of a difficult topic, but news broke earlier today. I mentioned the story to you a few weeks ago. I didn't realize how public it would end up being uh, uncovered until really more recently, the last couple days, the trial of Jennifer Crumley. Now, Jennifer Crumley is the mother of the 15-year-old boy who killed four of his classmates, shooting 11 in total, mass murder, in the Oxford High School massacre in 2021 in Michigan. The mother, well, he was found, he pled guilty and is in prison for life. Uh, That trial happened, finished in December, but his mother and father separately are on trial. The the father, James Crumbly, is being tried separately. That's yet to be determined. But the mom, Jennifer Crumbly, was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter today. This is a historic trial. It's the first trial of a parent in the United States history to stand trial for a child's mass murder. Her son was 15 years old. This is a lot to even think about. I can't imagine. I do ask you, what happened, what her son did is horrible. But just as a mom, I can't imagine, you know, you could say good, bad, good, bad mom. I don't know. I don't know, but what's true is that she was found guilty. I'll give you you a little bit of the details in a moment, but I'm asking you to pray for her today. I can't even imagine, and I know she fled after the immediate uh, mass murder of her son. She fled the area, was deleting content. The bottom line is the prosecution argued that her son's many cries for help, his mental health challenges, were ignored by the mom and that the parents had allegedly bought the son a gun as a gift and they didn't let the school know when, if you didn't know the details, the day of the shooting, uh, the mom and dad refused to take him home even though they were confronted by school administrators with very violent drawings and text on the drawings. The drawings included guns and words such as, my life is useless, help me, and the words blood everywhere. This is a nightmare as a parent. Uh, The regret, the reality of her son's future, lack of future, the lack of future of the four children, high school students who were shot, those who uh, died, those who, uh, seven others who did not die, but who were wounded. And it's frightening as a parent. This is a historic case you look and you see the challenges of children today, young children, teenagers, young adults struggling with happiness. I was just talking to a friend earlier today, struggling with motivation, absolutely everything, struggling to get to the gym, struggling with enough sleep, isn't in the right headspace. She's a parent and she's having a hard time navigating. It's so difficult as a parent to meet the needs of your child, especially in this day and age where Kids are bombarded with messages to tell them to be something other than what they are. It begs the question, are we meeting the needs of our kids? And another one, can we ever actually meet the needs of our own children? 
Catechism of the Catholic Church, because there's got to be a Catholic take on this. Catechism of the Catholic Church says that the primary end of marriage is children, to have children and to educate them, that parents are the primary educators of their children. So if you're a parent, your primary role is to educate your kid. And that's hard. It's not easy in every phase in life. And so just thinking about this trial of Jennifer Crumley, who, again, historic case, first parent to not only face trial, but also to be found guilty in the involuntary manslaughter for her child's crime, 15-year-old son. How do we navigate this? Well, as parents, we can't meet all our kids' needs. It's impossible. It is absolutely impossible. In fact, I think of Psalm 27, beautiful Psalm. It's my favorite Psalm. I hope you'll go and read it. But at one point in the Psalm, it mentions how everyone's kind of abandoned and forsaken and that even the psalmist's own parents have abandoned him. Yet the Lord is perfect. The Lord will never abandon you. And it's a reminder to me as a parent of how I will never be able to perfectly meet my child's needs. That it's God the Father who is the perfect parent, the perfect father. The Blessed Virgin Mary, we could say arguably as well, even though she was only human, she was infused with divine grace. How did she parent? By the grace of God. And how are we called to parent as well? By the grace of God, recognizing our defects recognizing our inability to live up to the task. Parenting is a huge dose of humility to grow you, but also to know that at the end of the day, you can only do your best. But the question is, are we? In a culture with massive mental health crisis, we can't do it alone. In this case, Jennifer Crumbly in part is has been fa- facing, she's been found guilty involuntary manslaughter, the crime of her 15-year-old son, was she listening to his cries for help? Arguably, people say she wasn't, especially the day of. She was brought in the day of the, the mass murder by school administrators, confronted with her son's drawings, with the words, my life is useless, help me, blood ever. Do we take these things seriously? I was actually just talking to a friend the other night who has a sibling who's writing similar things right now. And parents aren't paying attention to it. She's only a sibling. What can she do? She's not living in the home anymore. These conversations are difficult to have. These topics are difficult to see. And yet it's no matter where we're at, no one's a perfect parent. I was being told the other day by someone about what a perfect and wonderful parent they are. And this person repeatedly tells me that. And I cringe every day just saying, Lord, have mercy on this person to open their eyes because there's no such thing as perfection parent. There's no such thing as the super mom, the super dad. We can't do it alone. A prayer that I need to work on praying more often, but that I often do pray is, Lord, help me to meet the needs of those entrusted to my care. Help me to meet the needs of my husband. Help me to meet the individual and different, unique, and wonderful needs of each of my children as special as that might need might be, as ridiculous as that need might be, to form healthy bonds and connections, to be aware and as a parent to anticipate challenges that certain children might have. There's an old manual that I've been reading 
uh, a Catholic mother's manual. I'll have to find it and maybe put it in the show notes. And it was written 150 years ago. And it just, I like how I call that ancient, but it's one that was recently put back into uh, publication. And it has this whole section on how to raise your kids as a Catholic parent. And one of the sections I really love in it that I've been reading through is it actually addresses specific areas that every child is going to probably struggle with a predominant sin that has to do with that threefold just temptation, the, the sin of the flesh, right, that is so prevalent. Some might be more prideful and that we need to understand and see that even at a young age, these tendencies start to arise and we need to start to comb, as my mom would always say, those wild hairs that come up so that we're helping to shape and form the character. That's the responsibility as parents, to form children to love God, to know Him, and to be able to navigate their challenges with hope and with faith. And when you think you can't do it, and you see how difficult and how crazy things are in the world, your own personal life, the school system, whatever it might be, remember Jesus' words. When the apostles seemingly think something's impossible for them, Jesus Christ says, with God, all things are possible. And I think with humility, to ask God's help and others' help, and by listening to our kids, paying attention to them, getting to know them, we can work through the grace of God, to navigate some of the greatest challenges today. And I think one of those is parenting. You're listening to Trending with Tim Ray here on Relevant Radio. Coming up, we will dive into the latest news, the public tiffs that seems to be that Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake are having after the news that broke last year from Britney Spears' memoir about their abortion back in 2000. I'll be right back. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. Thank you. I am new to the faith. I was afflicted with drug addiction for 10 years, but I've been sober now for seven. I was also afflicted with sex addiction. Uh, I want to start by saying pornography is the most dangerous drug for your mind. The danger of it is it wires your brain in such a fashion that you become engulfed with this fallacy of entitlement, that you are entitled to lust, that you feel no one else especially your spouse and children, have any say in. I realized the external sources around me were too great. Uh, I cut out social media. I cut out FM radio, switched to AM radio, and just started scrolling where I found relevant radio. And I've been listening to your show for about three or four months now. I'm just hooked on relevant radio. Support our mission at relevantradio.com or on the relevant radio app. You're listening to Relevant Radio. Kale, thanks for joining me today on the program. What's the latest news? We're looking for 50 people this hour to step forward. Where are we at? Well, you know, Timory, some incredible donations have just come through. I'm Kale Clark from The Kale Clark Show and the Faith Explained program on Relevant Radio. Setting aside Timory for this hour of trending, and you can call in right now to donate to Relevant Radio. It's our quarterly pledge drive. This is our winter pledge drive. Give from the heart, 877 877- Two nine one zero one two three relevantradio.com, the relevant radio app. Give online, a special gift for you if you do just that. And by the way, speaking of an online gift, an anonymous donor from Gambrills, Maryland has just given a thousand dollars, Timory. That becomes, oh, thank you. yeah, wow. that becomes two thousand dollars because we've got a partnership challenge happening for these last 15 minutes of the program. 
Your gift is doubled. It is matched by an anonymous donor, another anonymous donor, just like you. Joanne in Vista, California, and I know that you're a native of California, Timber. Your home state is coming through. She's given $1,400 online. That becomes Joanna, almost 3000 And so what, what an incredible response we're getting from people all across America. Rebecca in Sacramento has given 365 Come in at that dollar a day level to get that scriptural rosary book that we're offering. Tell us more about that, Timory. I love this book. It came in a couple months ago, and it's the Ave Guide to the Scriptural Rosary. These images are beautiful. It's really helped me, Kale, with praying my rosary. I pray it every day, and I struggle. I've struggled really probably the last mm. four years or so with just, I get through it, but I don't always pay attention. I find myself <laughs> at the end and think, did I really meditate that much other than saying what the decade was and then mindlessly making it through the prayer? We're, we're all there, and this will truly help enhance that prayer. When you have the time to sit down and read each of these scriptural passages, one for every single Hail Mary, mm. and they're rich, they're focused on the decade that you're meant to be meditating upon. It has all of the mysteries. And as I mentioned, the imagery is beautiful. In fact, my daughter's inherited, Kale, my love for books and she keeps stealing this book and i keep taking it back but she loves the pictures in it so (laughs) it's been nice to sit side by side with her because she's actually been sitting a few times here through the whole rosary and just enjoying looking at the images and thinking about the story with me it's been really great and i want you to have this as well so if you can give a dollar a day 365 dollars you can break it up into 12 payments support us here at relevant radio by heading over to relevant radio Dot com or the relevant radio app. Uh, we need 20 people in the next 14 minutes. If you want to call the old-fashioned way, the phone number is 877-291-0123. A huge shout-out to Carol, Marina, and Rebecca in California, and thank you to all of you who supported us. We're talking about what you're thinking about. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. So last summer, you were actually not even summer, it was the fall, I think it was October. Britney Spears had a memoir that was about to come out and news broke just days ahead of the memoir that she started to share a little bit of her testimony that Britney Spears, many years ago, back in 2000, had an abortion with pop sensation Justin Timberlake when Britney was just 19 years old. Now, if you remember the song Every Time by Britney Spears, the song is about that abortion. If you go back through and read the lyrics, I'm actually going to have my producer post the lyrics online for you to just look at and even to see one of the performances she where she's holding her stomach you realize she's singing about her baby that her and justin timberlake aborted they went through with a chemical abortion that would have been brand new on the scene at that time just passed approval for use even though as we know chemical abortion although the fda gave approval for it to be used it didn't require any of the normal tests and regulations that any other pharmaceutical drug on the market has to meet. This one did not. And this is why we've seen a very hidden death and complication rate for decades. Now, Britney Spears shares and details about that experience. I'll post a link on social media to that experience of the abortion and her story. But what's interesting is how the media has 
really clung on to this topic of Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and the details she shared, including the abortion. Uh, fans of Justin Timberlake really had a huge backlash against him, were disgusted by him after the news. And then all of a sudden, pro-abortion advocates started to push in and dehumanize the conversation. They were upset because Britney referred to the baby as a baby. They were upset because Britney shared that Justin pressured her to have the abortion. And there was no public apology from Justin Timberlake. In fact, he probably smartly so avoided making any commentary until recently he was recently in the public eye performing, and clearly he's struggling. Struggling as, frankly, the fact that he is a post-abortive father. And his response to what people believe are Britney Spears' words about him is he was recently performing in New York City this past week, and he said, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely bleeping nobody. And that's received a lot of backlash. It's in a lot of articles. Britney Spears later responded uh, to it, saying that people are telling her that uh, someone is talking badly about her on the streets. In other words, there's this public feud, which it's interesting that the media has clung onto uh, the pop tabloids, uh, celebrity Hollywood news stories. They're obsessed with Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, just like we were 20 years ago. Now we see it all over again with the news that broke that this heartthrob couple that people loved, they're hurting and they're hurting publicly. I mean, just look at it. Why would anyone say, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize absolutely to absolutely bleeping nobody? This is Justin Timberlake's response. And Brittany's struggling as she continues to share her testimony. As we followed over the last two decades, her falling apart, her mental health crisis, her fight over her conservatorship, we see the truth of the matter that abortion hurts men and women, more so women, but it hurts men as well. And that angry response from Justin Timberlake with this non-apology publicly goes to show how deep that wound of abortion is. And as people obsess over the apologies and the responses, it shows that that wound of abortion is so prevalent for so many men and women and that they're looking at that story as part of their own. Different time, different circumstances, different year, different reason. But if you are hurting after having gone through an abortion, if you've been there, if that is part of your journey, I hope that you have sought healing as I hope someone will or maybe has worked with Britney Spears. Supportafterabortion.com is an excellent resource. Supportafterabortion.com to start that path to self-forgiveness. Forgiveness of the person who assisted you in having access to that abortion. The father of the child. We have this tribute of the song every time that Britney Spears sang and produced about her abortion experience. And it's heartbreaking to listen to. It's heartbreaking to read and follow such a devastating point in her life that has forever and will forever impact her. And in that song, she talks about how every time she tries to fly, she falls without wings and how she feels so small. And she sings over and over again, I guess I need you, baby. 
And she says, every time I see you in my dreams, I see your face. It's haunting me. I guess I need you, baby. Britney Spears has had the last two decades to publicly work through at the same time as she privately works through the wound of having lost the opportunity to carry her child in her arms. Look at what it has done to Britney Spears. If you have experienced an abortion, I ask you, no matter how private or public your story may have been, that you seek out healing, that you find hope, that you find God's mercy. There is no sin that we can ever commit that if we are sorry, God will not forgive us. Go running to confession if you have not confessed that sin of abortion. It will help you in healing. It'll help you in moving forward in your relationships with other children, with spouse. It'll help you in forgiving yourself and growing in your faith. Brittany Spears, I hope that we can spend time praying for her and praying for Justin as they continue this public feud right now in the media and this obsession with each other that will always be there because of the pain of the loss of their child that will forever have connected and bonded them. So let's pray for Britney Spears. Let's pray for Justin Timberlake. And I hope that if you can share this information with someone, supportafterabortion.com is a resource to help moving forward in healing and hope after abortion. The news is in. Kale Clark's here with me in these last few minutes of the hour. Kale, we're looking for 50 people to step forward this hour. How are we doing? We're doing great, actually. In fact, Alejandra from San Francisco has just given a recurring gift of $120 online. Thank you, Alejandra. And you can do the same by calling 877-291-0123. It's our gift from the heart. Winter Pledge Drive. We only do this four times a year, and this is one of them. It's a really important week for us here at Relevant Radio to keep us on the air and keep growing so that we can bring Christ to the world through the media. 877-291-0123, the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. And if you give online, we'll throw in a special gift for you from Father Matthew Spencer. Uh, He's actually going to be on my program, The Gail Clark Show, tomorrow. Can't wait to talk to him. And he's got a free talk for you on how to live Lent better, more effectively. And that can also be yours if you give online, relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app. You can check out all of our Pledge Drive premiums. As Timory said earlier, we really want people to donate and pick out the scriptural rosary book. That's something that's really important for Timory today because she uses it. She knows how great it is, and that can be yours too for a dollar a day gift. Oh, nothing could be better. Tell us more about this, Timory. Yeah, we need 13 people to donate in the next four minutes. I know we can do it. In fact, make that 11 people. Robert and Philip both step forward supporting the work we're doing here at Relevant Radio. So 11 people, that's you. Don't wait for tomorrow because here's the deal. We have someone who said today they will match every gift you get. So if you give $20, they will match it. If you give $20,000, they will match it. Whatever you can give, we're working our way toward $3 million by the end of the weekend, I know God provides. I'm not worried, but he provides through your generosity. So you asked about the book. I love this. We've been talking about it all hour. The Ave Guide to the Scriptural Rosary. If you can give a dollar a day for the year, that's $365 in total. We took a dollar off, even though it's a leap year. 
don't worry. <laughs> we got you covered. I got my <laughs> pennies I'm throwing in here. Um, but this book is yours at that dollar a day level. So you can break it up into 12 monthly payments, whatever you need to do. But this book, I told you earlier, Kale, I've been using it to pray yeah. the rosary. And when my daughter wakes up before... I can finish and she's by me in the morning on the couch. She has been loving these images. The iconography is beautiful. The imagery, really the is. hardbound. Uh, she actually keeps stealing it. I finally had to tell her she couldn't take it from me anymore because <laughs> I really want it to last. And my one-year-old thinks that whatever sister grabs, she can take it. They like to tear pages and books. Oh. So I'm hiding this one for the girls because I really have been treasuring this and I'd like you to have one as well. Absolutely. It, it is truly beautiful. Truth, goodness, and beauty, these transcendentals. We talk about them every day on Relevant Radio. 877-291-0123. Give from the heart right now. You can also go online with the Relevant Radio app and relevantradio.com. Guadalupe is taking you up on your offer, Timory. She's come in at that dollar a day level in Jacksonville, Florida, down in Duval County. Thank you, Guadalupe. Really appreciate you. And if you want to support the work of Timory with trending, she's always on point with cultural topics. And yeah, the tragic tale of Justin Timberlake and Brittany. I know Justin recently hosted Saturday Night Live. I was watching it thinking, man, this guy, everybody kind of is on to him now. And uh, he, he seemed to me just to be a shell of his former self. I think I think the reality of life and what he's done is catching up to him. And we got to pray for that guy. We've got to pray for everybody. 877-291-0123. Give from the heart. RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app, Timory. Rosarita just gave $10, new market, new donor, new radio station in Indiana. Thank you for enjoying the program and saying, hey, I'd like to give, and I'm giving what I can, along with Terry, who just gave $52, and Thank Thomas, you, who gave $30. Thank you for supporting our work. We had also an anonymous gift from Cleveland, Ohio, giving... $375, a new giver for the first time donating in a new station there in Ohio as well. Absolutely. And don't forget, just for this next minute, your gift is doubled. We're not going to have this tomorrow. The partnership challenge, the partnership match, every gift you give is matched 100%. What an incredible opportunity. 877-291-0123, the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. You know, Father Rocky calls Timory a prophet for our time. Support her right now. And speaking of Father, he's coming up next on the Family Rosary Across America. But donate now before you pray, 877-291-0123. Get from the heart at RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app.